The Brubacher and Beyond podcast shares over 50 years of business experience and insight on site, knowledge related to the civil construction industry. We discuss everything from people to pipe and paving with a focus on living safety as a value. Interviews with our team members and industry experts are included as we explore industry-leading discussions. And today we are remote. We are doing our fourth podcast at Brubacher and Beyond. And we do have a special guest with us today, and this is why we are remote. And I will give that uh, honor to introduce our guest to Keith Brubacher. Hello, it's Keith Brubacher here. I serve as president of Brubacher Excavating. And Chris, thanks for that uh, introduction, for the reminder of our goals here on this podcast. It's something we're excited to do and share with the industry and uh, our folks and uh, folks beyond. And it's uh, my privilege to introduce uh, Mike Worster with us. Uh, I've had the privilege of knowing Mike for about 20 years in a variety of capacities and uh, been uh, in many ways a great mentor, a challenger, a teacher, uh, and an inspiration to me, and uh, I'm delighted to introduce him here here today. So uh, Mike grew up in South Africa, where his family operated an earth-moving business, and after that, he worked for a large contractor that worked across the continent of Africa, and then taught at the university level, including 25 years at Virginia Tech uh, here in the United States. And I've known Mike in a variety of capacities uh, as a consultant, as a future board member, and thankfully, uh, about 10 years ago uh, when he joined our board here at Brubacher. And uh, he's just recently retired from that role and is now enjoying uh, sunnier, warmer weather than we're experiencing in Pennsylvania right now here in January of 2023. That's a bit about Mike and, and our connection and honored to share uh, share the microphone here with him today. Keith, thank you very much indeed, Chris. Good morning. It's wonderful to be with you and uh, and as usual, you're uh, you're over generous in your uh, in your introduction. I'm I'm just an old retired contractor who's had a wonderful experience and a wonderful life in uh, in our industry, and it's it's been a privilege for me to work with uh, with folk like yourself. Yeah, thank you for that. Um, and and how is the weather where you're at today? Is it rainy? Have you had seven weeks of rain in a row like we have? Or well, I uh, I sit poolside regularly, and I have a swim every evening, and uh, it's uh, low eighties, uh, low eighties, high seventies, and uh, please, please, please be very envious of uh, of the weather we enjoy <laughs> this time of the year. But then think about us when it comes to hurricane season, as we think about you when it comes to uh, snow season. Yes. Yes. So uh, the, the the topic for today and overall that we want to talk about, you know, is the construction industry with uh, the labor force. Um, and, and you've been in this for a long time and you've seen the evolution or the, the, the changes in the industry, in the labor force. What is the biggest impact that's changing the construction industry um, that, that you've seen? Um, in your time in the construction industry? Well, Chris, um, you know, everything changes, right? And uh, the construction industry has really, really developed. And, and I, I take a, a, a 50, 60-year view on the, uh, on the industry, not only lengthwise, but also widthwise, in that I've seen it in, in many places, in uh, South and Central Africa, in the United States, in Europe, and so on and so forth. But the thing that's 
really changed a lot in the industry is that it's it's no longer the world of sort of push, 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 dirty boots, you know, who can shout the loudest, who can kick the hardest. It's now a world where victory really belongs to the folk who can manage the technologies we use in construction, uh, folk who can uh, lead the people uh, in the uh, in the industry, folk who can do the thinking and scheming necessary with uh, the planning and scheduling of the work. And so uh, it's no longer a uh, push, 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 dirty boots, kick loudest, swear hardest, uh, kind of business. It's a business where, like I say, victory goes to the people who can think about it, handle the technologies, work out the details. And above all, uh, victory, of course, will go to folk who, who have a passion for what they do. And that has uh, the need for a passion and a focus on what you do has become increasingly, uh, increasingly important. You know, so Mike, I, I think I hear you saying that the things that got us here in the industry in general, the things that uh, allowed the major accomplishments that we see in the world around us in the built environment, uh, those tactics that got us here aren't necessarily what's going to uh, get us where we're going if we want to win on the on the the war for talent and attracting great people. And uh, it's it sounds as if you're seeing a real shift there. Very much a shift, very much a shift. It's very much a shift from folk, like I say, who uh, you know can push hardest to folk who can think best. Uh, and, and that's probably the, 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 the most concise description of the change that I can see. Uh, it, it, it's now an industry, and, and it has for, for a long time, for a longer time than many, many people think, uh, been an industry which really relies on careful planning, careful scheduling, careful thought, know what you're going to do, or as I say, you know, build it on paper before you build it with concrete and, and asphalt, because it's much easier to take an eraser and change your plans while they're on paper than to uh, take a paving breaker and uh, change the work once it's built. And so that's, it's, it's, a, it's a thinking person's industry now, as opposed to a driving person's industry. And one of the things you said is is passion. Um, you know, I think that does go a long way. If you have passion and you enjoy what you do and you wake up and you're excited to go to work and the camaraderie and all the things that construction can bring um, to developing people, how do you how did you keep your passion for the industry for so many years? <laughs> well, yeah, um, not everybody thinks that life's an adventure. Uh, and, and I believe very, very strongly that, you know, life's an adventure, somewhere between a journey and an adventure. And I would much rather the, the adventure content of my life be high. And, 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 and of course, it is the journey. All right. I can't imagine myself ever working in a routine job where you where you get up at the same time every morning, go to the same place and do essentially the same thing uh, day after day. I've got too much of a sense of adventure. All right. And uh, to me, construction uh, is, uh, is an industry. It's a place where people who, who seek adventure in their lives and change in their lives. And, and it, this is not adventure in terms of, you know, moving from state to state or continent to continent or whatever it is. It's an adventure in that today you're going to do something that's different to yesterday because the work that you built yesterday is complete. 
and there's work that you're going to have to build today, which will be new and different uh, to undertake. It's an adventure uh, with the work you do. It's an adventure with the people you work with, because in construction, you're constantly working with different teams of folk. And so it's it's a world of of constructive and exciting change. And, and it's that constructive and exciting change which has um, just brought passion uh, to me, all right? I, I say, when people say, well, so you've quit work or you've stopped working, I say, I've never worked a day in my life because I've just been on this journey, on this big adventure called building things, called working with different teams of people to achieve different things on a uh, almost day-to-day basis. Uh, and uh, it's that adventure which is really the, the wellspring of the passion that I've had for the business over a long, long time. All my life. Yeah, Mike, you, you mentioned something there about seeing the satisfaction of things being built. And I think there's there's two layers with uh, with that. And I know you well enough to know that you've had a, a significant hand in both of those. And one is the tangible things that we see that we build that others benefit from because they can use that building, that highway, that hospital, et cetera. And there's a whole other layer to that uh, that's about build, building a team or building the capacity within someone, that ability to see in somebody what they don't yet see in themselves as a, as a capability that God's placed in them. And the, the ability of someone to see that and call them forward into that, uh, into that future life is, is really an important trait in, in leaders. Uh, whether they have the white hat or whether they're a, a peer leader on a group. And as I've observed my career over the years, uh, it, my my passion shifted from, you know, I, I get to work around or run equipment with hundreds of horsepower and there's a puff of black smoke when you get on the accelerator to seeing the changes in how people approach different situations, problem solving, uh, winning work, dealing with people, solving problems. Uh, the people part has be, has shifted and become more and more of my passion, uh, and I'm I'm curious uh, is that a is is that something you see often where the passion that gets people into the business the things they can brag about uh, on the weekend elbow to elbow with their buddies it becomes different as they move through the stages of life. Absolutely, Keith. Yeah. Um... You know, yes. What do you think back on, all right, when, when the hair turns silver and, uh, and the days become more quiet? Uh, do you think back on, uh, the roads and the dams and the bridges and the, and the, and the tangible things, uh, where you've had the opportunity to contribute? Or do you think back on the Mike Stanleys and the Graham Halls who entered your sphere of influence as, as fresh young folk in the industry? And you had the opportunity to work with them and teach them and grow them. And now they're, um, they're sitting quietly on the front porch of their house in a rocking chair, thinking about their careers and what they've achieved. And to me, yes, in the final analysis, um, the thing that you leave behind is the, um, is the people whose, uh, whose lives you've had the opportunity to touch and to help grow. And of course, in construction, again, coming back to the passion, in construction, it's you meet a lot of those people and you see a lot of those people. 
because you meet, you work in short-term teams, you, things are constantly changing, you're constantly bumping into different people on different teams, on different projects, and you have so much opportunity to identify folk that you, um, that you work with and to help them grow. Uh, it's not just, hey, my buddy and I, we're sorting the mail, standing shoulder to shoulder, sorting the mail every day, and there are only two of us sorting the mail for this zip code. For, and, <laughs> Uh, construction, you're constantly bumping into different people, uh, doing different things, and you have this huge opportunity to uh, contribute to many, many lives. But your observation is 100% correct. Um, and, and this is going to sound a little funny because, um, like you said, I, I switched from a career in construction uh, where I was in the field building work, responsible for the performance of the work, and responsible for the performance of the team of people who were building the work. I switched from there to a, to a career in academe at the uh, University of Cape Town and subsequently to, uh, to Virginia Tech. My sons, and I will be blessed with two wonderful sons, were at the time about 10 and 7. And we had just moved to Cape Town. Um, and Cape Town is a very mountainous, hilly town. And there's, there's a particular road that you can take and you look down on the city. And the two boys were with me about 10 and 7 in the car. And we looked down upon the city and there were cranes and there were things being built. And the eldest son said to me, Dad, he said, you're not building things anymore. <laughs> so I said, so young son, Clive, who's a very perceptive guy, said, yeah, but he's building the people that will build things. Wow. Mm. And so I switched my principal focus from the thing the building, the road, the dam, whatever it is, the railroad pipeline, mm -hmm. to the people that are going to build those things. And I think I got there because I sort of said, yep, it is the process of developing people uh, and developing the people that are going to power uh, this, this industry. And um, as an old professor, I take great joy in those students who are now teaching and as an old construction stiff, uh, I take great joy in the folk I've had to work with who are now leading uh, significant construction teams. In the end, the joy is in the people you develop. And you know that. And we've spoken about that a lot. And you, you represent that very, very well indeed. So our hope for this podcast, again, is for it to be for Brubacher, but also for the construction industry. And so um, a similar question I asked to uh, Brad Kober in a previous podcast, let's say you have the opportunity to talk to that 18-year-old young laborer who's just starting in the construction industry, and we were talking about mentoring, what advice would you give to him or her at the age of 18, just starting in the industry, to want to be mentored? Well, you know... I think one of the most important things in, in, in life is to continue to learn. And, and it, it's, again, it sounds corny, uh, but, you know, what they say, the opposite of aging is learning, all right? And I think the thing to do to, to say to, to young folk in our business is that there's headroom. There's headroom in our business for anybody, regardless of their talents. And the way you use that headroom, the way you develop yourself and your career is really up to the, the focus you have on improving yourself 
and improving and, and learning from others. And um, you know, every opportunity is a learning moment. Every experience is a learning experience. And build on that. And um, there's headroom in the industry. You can do almost anything you want. You, as you said, you might be a laborer right now, but uh, there are many, many things you can grow into. And um, great project superintendents started their careers as uh, as ambitious project laborers, construction laborers. Uh, and it's an industry that really rewards initiative and hard work. And it's an industry where there's headroom for anybody and everybody to exercise all their ambition. And that ambition must first, I think, be focused on you and on your improvement uh, as, as your time progresses. Keith, did you want to talk about how that experience changed uh, for you when it went from building in the construction industry to helping build people? Well, for me, the shift from focusing on equipment to the people that operate the equipment, to the systems and the people that uh, manage and build projects and, and companies uh, really happened over time. And it's interesting. I, I love taking pictures. Uh, I've always enjoyed photography. And if you look back through my photography, uh, you can kind of see that journey where first it was equipment focused and then it was people in equipment doing things. And then it was, uh, where can I find and capture groups of people that are strategizing, planning, communicating, and working together as a team? And uh, I've observed that as I look through some of the, the photo albums and now digital uh, photos that I've taken over the years. So I think it was just a uh, part of the, the human quest for significance and what matters when I'm not here. Uh, I think that's part of that journey and reflection. And uh, the, the pictorial evidence is, is there to uh, there to prove that. But uh, really, I've had a lot of great counsel from uh, from my father, from board members, from mentors that have helped me kind of fast forward and think about what what really matters and and what's what really builds enduring value in a, in in not just in life but also in a business uh, it has to be around those people and the, and the systems. So one of the things, uh, Mike, that I'd be curious to hear about your perspective is you know we hear everywhere people are. Hurting for people, we need more people, and woe is me. Nobody wants to work in construction. It's dirty, it's hot, it's cold, it's it's uh, it's this, it's that, and we hear a lot of moaning about that. And I've done my share. I'll, I'll confess to that. And we see that there are folks that that do indeed give it a try. Some succeed, some don't. What what do you see? I've heard you describe already. I'm curious if you do that here for us. Uh, the 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 type of people and the attractive factors to construction that people can kind of self assess. Does that fit me? Or, oh, let's not ruin my life and everybody else's by trying that because that is definitely not me. Maybe I should find something else. <laughs> We've all had a few of those too. Well, yes, Keith. Um, you know, we we started by talking about, or I started by talking about a thing called an adventure. All right. And I think if 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 your wish is to have a life with as much comfort and as little adventure in it, as possible, then maybe you won't be a great fit. But if you want a life with um, with lots and lots of adventure, lots of excitement, lots of different things, lots of challenges, lots of opportunity, lots of headroom for growth, if you want a life that, that has all those characteristics, let's call them adventure and, uh, and initiative, uh, and if you're prepared to give up a, a little bit of the comfort 
of working in an air-conditioned space uh, constantly and continuously, uh, and a little bit of the comfort of uh, sitting down at your work constantly, and enjoy working under the clear blue sky, and enjoy working outdoors uh, as necessary, then, hey, that's when you will fit construction, all right? Yes, absolutely. Um, if, if your ambition is to have as little adventure and as much comfort as possible, chances are that she will pinch a little. Mm-hmm. But if, uh, on the other hand, if you wish to, to have a life full of adventure, full of excitement, full of do- meeting different people, doing different things, building facilities and, and resources and, 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 and infrastructure and things like that, building people in the end and working with people, being part of an aggressive team that gets in, gets it done, gets out. And if day-to-day humdrum routine is not what turns you on, then, man, this is the place to be, all right? This is this is where you will get the excitement of that, uh, to me, is essential to uh, to life. Uh, you know, I, I can't imagine a life without change. I can't imagine a life without excitement. And that's why I can't imagine a life without construction. <laughs> Thank you for listening to the Brubacher podcast today. If you enjoyed it, please subscribe to our podcast so you can listen to new episodes every month. Share it with your friends in the industry and those who might like to learn more about the construction industry. Feel free to check us out on our website at www.brubacher.net. We hope you found the discussion insightful and we look forward to the next time.